Welcome to a very special episode of the Film Coterie. I'm Adam, and I have something different for you this evening. I tried to put together sort of a high-concept episode just months ago, and nothing was working. The, the whole episode was just cursed from the very beginning. I had interviews drop out. I was trying to tie it to some specific releases, and, you know, that deadline just came and went, and just it crashed and burned. Well, this week I was a little bit inspired. I, I dug through the wreckage. And I remembered that I'd interviewed Michael St. Michaels, who you might know as Big Ronnie, a.k.a. the Greasy Strangler. Now, this interview did have some issues. We had technical problems. I think the phone call dropped twice, and there was some static. So I went through, took a scalpel to it, sort of re-edited it together, and I, I'm happy the way it came out. I think it turned out to be a good interview. So without any further ado, it's going to get greasy in here, but I'm very proud to introduce Michael St. Michaels. So, uh, I'd like to chat about The Greasy Strangler, one of my new favorite movies. Well, thank you. How in the world did you get involved with this movie? Well, uh, actually, I read for uh, Jim Hoskins on a movie that actually he just finished that uh, I was supposed to be in, but wasn't. Uh, and, uh, you know, you go to a reading, you get a call back, and nothing happens, and you just, you know, forget about it. And about a year or so later, I got a call from a friend saying that they were looking for me. Uh, his, uh, they contacted her because they, they lost touch with me or something. But uh, I went in, I read. Uh, you know, the casting people worked really hard with me because I, well, I, I'm, I'm dyslexic and uh, I have a mild case of Asperger's, so I should have never gotten into this business. But <laughs> but anyway, Jim uh, Jim picked me. Uh, he asked me if uh, you know if I had any trouble doing nudity, and I said, "Yeah, as long as I don't have to watch it." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I went from there. I gotta ask, do you remember what scene you read? Like, what was the audition like? The scenes that I read, God, that's, they were in the movie, but uh, I think it was, uh, one of them was an argument with uh, Braden. Another one was the one with the uh, tourists. Yeah, right by the vending machine. If you're trying to rip me a new asshole, you're making a big mistake. Yep. And Porto. Uh, Porto. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, there was a, there was one that got that we didn't get time to shoot that I really wanted because I worked on that thing really, uh, where uh, Greasy grabs a can of soda and dumps it into the shallow face of the guy who who he punched out, right. and starts drinking it, making weird noises and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a night shoot, and we were running out of night. <laughs> wow. Well, how People do you? Gone. How do you describe this movie to people? I've struggled. I I say it's really not like anything else I've seen. Well, I, I I think the New York Times said it best when they said it's the biggest what the fuck movie ever made. <laughs> Someone else said this movie should have never been made, and they gave it a good review. That's a good headline. Yeah, for that. Uh, I I've heard that too. Uh, you know, it was it was kind of scary toward the end. I mean, we were getting feedback from you know people who didn't know what we were doing, but. Uh, 
people catching pieces here and there, and thought, you know, and everybody was beginning to think we were making a porn flick or something. And then uh, suddenly, Sundance picked us up. Right. Yeah, and, that's the first uh, I heard of you guys was Sundance. And uh, that was a shock to everybody. We knew we were going to get to South by Southwest. Spent a few days riding up and down the hills doing interviews and taking pictures. <laughs> had you been to Sundance before? No. Uh, actually, I retired uh, and just got bored and started uh, went on to an online casting thing and started submitting myself. That's how this came about. You know, I get a pension from SAG and I get uh, Social Security and I, I can exist on it. But uh, I was getting bored. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I first saw it at Fantastic Fest in Austin. Oh, yeah? Yep. Or uh, uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, you and Elizabeth came out and were there for it at the midnight showing. I think that was the first time they showed it at Fantastic Fest. Yeah. And the place. And you liked it? Yeah, no, the whole place went nuts for it. I know. It's raising, you know. I I kind of, you know, I didn't really believe it until it actually opened in theaters and uh, people who had nothing to do with the genre or anything else uh, just paid to see the movie. And when they liked it, then I knew, you know, we were, we were into something. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I saw it at Fantastic Fest, and as soon as it hit uh, digital on demand, I, I got a copy of it, and I invited a bunch of people over my place to see it just because I knew they wouldn't normally watch it, so I didn't tell them what I was playing. I just said, you have to come over and see this movie. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Some were legitimately shocked by it, and others really liked it. We still quote it to this day. I mean, I hear friends say Hootie Tootie, Disco Cutie, and uh, Bullshit Artist. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that first got to me when we were at Sundance. I was waiting in line to get into a bathroom, and this couple came up and started doing the Hootie cutie disco cutie dance and calling each other bullshit artists while standing in line (laughs) and that's all your fault you did that yeah well no i blame it all on jim it was his movie (laughs) i'm only an actor (laughs) were you guys kind of like tools of the director and yeah whatever they need we try and give them (laughs) i mean was most of it on the script or were you guys improving at all while you made it uh there was very, very little improv. Okay, so that was uh, all on the page. Yeah. Jim is very precise about that. It has to be the way it is. Okay. And, uh, and I was a little nervous when he said, well, I've been wrong before. But I've seen everything I've been able to see of his, and, and they always left me wanting to see more. So, I, you know, I didn't know that at the time, but because I'd, I'd never found anything of his online or anything else, and I'm technically challenged, so I couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't, I can't even get the other films that I'm in that are out wandering around now. And one of them I really want to see, because I, I, there's a scene where I get eaten by an albino alligator. <laughs> What's I, the name of that movie? Do you remember? Uh, it's called Freshwater. stars Freshwater. Uh, Zoe Bell. I'll have to see if I can track that one down. Yeah, and they always tell you that you know. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll send you a copy, but you know. <laughs> and they never do. Ah, <laughs> uh, very rarely. Although another, they sent me uh, a copy, and somebody said I, I was the creepiest thing he'd ever seen on screen in that one. <laughs> I like that 
<laughs> have that kind of effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they uh, when they got you into the Greasy Strangler getup, did you surprise any just civilians that were walking around? Uh, it was kind of a problem, you know, because we were, you know, a low-budget thing, and uh, we couldn't really hide things. So they had me wandering around wrapped uh, with uh, garbage bags wrapped around my midsection. <laughs> That's still kind of uh, scary in itself. Yeah, you know, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. I mean, you have to sit in that thing for a day sometime, uh, <laughs> and you end up with frostbite. <laughs> they actually had it, or at least one of them, at Fantastic Fest, and it was it just like a latex suit they could zip you into. Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, it took two people to get you into it. But the stuff they used to uh, for the slime and everything, that was this product called Ultra Ice, which uh, will give you frostbite. Uh, it is, you know, you'll be shivering after a while with that stuff on. And is that what they were putting on your face and head? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and they have to constantly redo it because it'll dry out. And then it's uh, two, three hours silking your head, trying to get that out of your hair without losing your scalp. (laughs) (laughs) Did they give you a good enough warning before you jumped into this role? Uh, You know, I didn't really ask the right questions. Um, I didn't actually study the script that much because they sent it in a PDF file that I, I couldn't download because I'm technically challenged. And uh, and when I did get it, it was so close. To, you know, we were shooting the next day. I just read my part uh, to try and get the lines down. Yeah. And and then when uh, they said, well, tomorrow you're Jody. And I didn't even know what Jody was. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what Jody is. Is he just an alter ego? Well, Jody was, uh, you know... Uh, it's actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love Jody. When Jody shows up, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, me either. And the way they they cut it, I mean, you know, when the mirror's telling me, Jody must go. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. They did some, some great work on that movie. And the soundtrack punches it up everywhere it shows up. So that's even more amazing. You kind of got into this without seeing the whole script. Every day must have been a discovery for you. Well, I work better that way. I mean, I know who I am, and that's what counts for me anyway when I work. And uh, I I have this wimp son, and I'm trying to get him to grow a pair. And my way of going about that is to be rather abusive. (laughs) Quite abusive. (laughs) No, it's, you know. It's all done with love. <laughs> you know, I am the, the alpha male, so when he has a girlfriend, I just have to take her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what about this house you guys filmed in? Oh, uh, that thing. It belonged to, uh, I, don't, I never saw the owner, but it, it's a guy who was a retired jazz musician, uh, and it was falling apart. There was a whole wall of mold uh, outside the makeup room. I don't know. I got some kind of infection from crawling out underneath the bed. (laughs) 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 
I was glad to get out of that place. And you guys filmed outside there, too, in the front and the back. What did the neighbors think? This is L.A., and people shoot all the time here. So, you know, they weren't totally shocked. A couple of people would ask, you know, what you're doing, and, you know, but most of the time they just ignore you. The only time I saw a difference is that I was working on a movie with Tom Selleck, and uh, every location we were at, and most of them were like in Long Beach or San Pedro, crowds of women would show up. So much so that they'd have to get extra security to make room so we could work. <laughs> but other than that, pretty much any time, I mean, even big, I've worked on car chases and helicopter chases and crashes and explosions, and people are just pretty much oblivious to it here. And see, that's different. We're from Columbus, Ohio, and out here, yeah. like Schwarzenegger recently filmed a movie, and it was in the news every single day. People were crowding around to go see him, and it was just a straight-to-video movie. Right. Yeah, I was surprised that we got a theatrical release. Uh, I was happy about that. Sure. But, uh, and I, I wish it would show in more theaters. I know I, if I had the money, I would probably four-wall it here in Long Beach, where I live just so my neighbors can know who I am. <laughs> well, have you been recognized outside of festivals by any fans? Yeah. Um, the other day, a couple of people came up to me at, at the market when I was shopping and uh, wanted to take pictures with me. And that was a little, actually, I, I, it was it was just weird. I mean, I knew it was very flattering. Sure. I don't know. It kind of left me in shock. I mean, when we were at Sundance, I know we couldn't really, after the first screening, and the word got around, people were stopping us all the time and taking pictures with us and stuff. And I thought, well, this is the way it is, you know, because I've never been there before. But then when I got back to Long Beach and I walked to the post office and back, nobody stopped me, and I thought, God, I'm in shock. <laughs> well, you seem pretty popular at Fantastic Fest. I saw you taking a lot of pictures of people, strangling them, and, and doing whatever they wanted. Well, you know, you got to be good to your fans. If sure. it wasn't for them, you wouldn't exist. Yeah. And I, I just I, I just thank God that they do. I, they like me, apparently. <laughs> well, I think this movie's got a real shot at kind of gaining a cult status. Because I just keep seeing think, new people discovered on Facebook, and it's always just such a fun discovery, and they can't wait to tell their friends about this strange, weird movie they saw the other night. I'm glad of that. I, I, I uh, yeah, this may be the high point of my career. <laughs> I know it really surprised me when I got to, to Sundance that somebody remembered the video dead, which was like mid-'80s when I did that, and I was I was kind of surprised that anybody would even remember it, but... These things have a way of hanging out there. <laughs> yeah, they do. They all have their fans, but like I said, I think you're going to get a nice cult following for Greasy Strangler. Yeah, well, they're they're taking me to, uh, I think, either North or South Carolina next week just to sit and sign autographs. Oh, at a convention? Yeah, I've never done that before. I'm looking forward to meeting my fans, really. I, I just, uh, I'm surprised. I never really knew I had any. <laughs> and all of a sudden, apparently, I do. <laughs> well, that's the that's the great thing about conventions. You'll be surprised; people may show up with video dead copies for you to sign. Fine with me. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's uh, you know this is a whole new experience. It's it's really it's 
it's wonderful. I mean, I think I'm 73 now, and I really didn't expect this. It's almost like a, a second life. <laughs> I saw you've been posting on Facebook that you're in a new movie called Fingers. Yeah, uh, I went to Florida to shoot that. I don't really know much about that either because that was another one where I have the script, but I, I never really read it. I met them, at, I think it was the Chattanooga Film Festival that they, uh, this guy, or uh, Mr. Ortiz, liked me and called me and asked me if I would uh, consider being in his film. And I said, sure, I look, I'm, I'm a set junkie. I will work. <laughs> sure. And uh, as long as it's union, and because uh, I don't want to get in trouble with my pension, paranoid too. I'm a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, and I've never been to Florida before, so I thought, oh, good opportunity. And it was. They were, they were wonderful. I enjoyed it a lot. I like, well, I don't know. It's, it's like I get to work, and the people I was working with were really good. And please forgive me because I can't remember their names at the moment because I am only number three on that film. <laughs> you know, that should do well, I hope. But yeah. you never know until it comes out. Well, you'll have to keep posting on Facebook. Let us know if it's going out to any festivals or anywhere else, and we'll look out for it. Yeah, they're still in post, and they're they're wanting to do some reshoots, so I may end up going back to Florida again. And I know there were we did additional ADR on uh, Greasy a year later because apparently, I, I mean, when it was at Sundance. It wasn't actually quite finished yet. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either, but we, you know, they they just made it, you know, there were things where the sound wasn't quite right and oh. uh, little things like that that they had to fix, and we fix, they fixed that right after. Well, I do have to ask, in the movie Greasy Strangler, you were always eating this really greasy substance on your food. What actually was that? Uh, it was a combination of tapioca and syrup. <laughs> I just remember you putting it on your grapefruit in the one scene and running your fingers through it. Yes, that was wonderful. I was having <laughs> a good time that day. <laughs> it was a disturbing scene. Yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nailed it. With the dancing, were those your own moves, or did you have some help with the choreography? Uh, well, that one dance scene that, they, that I'm in, they just sort of threw at me. Uh and I was totally exhausted, and I was trying to do something, uh, and there was no music, uh, you know, so it was all in my head, and I'm getting delirious. And But I look at it now, and I, I kind of like it. I think uh, it's not bad. Because I used to be a dancer. I, I danced in the Addams Family movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was uh, Mutton Chop Adams. <laughs> uh, that was my last get dancing gig. Now I'm going to have to go uh, back and look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's the mamushka. The mamushka has been in our family since God knows when. <laughs> I remember the scene well, the knife throwing and everything else they do. Yeah. <laughs> so the dancing scene you're talking about from Greasy Strangler, is that the one in the street with the spotlight? Yeah. And the other moves, uh, uh, Elizabeth came up with those moves. Oh, the kind of hip thrust thing with the arms out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was her. Yeah, I think the three of us, uh, she was the best. 
Did you guys get any time before you were shooting to kind of get to know each other or work together, or was it just show up and shoot on day one? It was just show up and shoot. Uh, I, In fact, until uh, we went to Texas, uh, well, no, she was at Sundance. Yeah, at Sundance, I we went out and had dinner once, uh, but it, it's a whirlwind, and, you know, you don't get to hang out or do anything like that. In Texas, at the, uh, the one you saw that, uh, we finally got to meet and hang out a little bit and get along pretty well. I don't know. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> I met her family, her sister. Well, she's from Texas, so, you know, her sister and her cousin and a couple other people were there with her, too. Uh, we went out and partied a little bit. I would have partied more, but I'm an old fart, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then here in L.A., they had a a show at the Ace Hotel Theater. And that, by then, I was getting really spoiled. I mean, you know, because they send a car to pick you up, and you have a hotel room right next to the theater, and <laughs> they give you all free drinks and free drinks, free drinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they really are free drinks. It's just those tourists don't get them. No, uh, no they don't. <laughs> were you guys cracking each other up on set when you were shooting, or was it pretty easy going? It was pretty easy going. I know uh, Sky and I had a, a few problems at first because he's uh, – Sydney Greenstreet and Peter Laurie were me being the Peter Laurie, who is never quite sure of his lines. Sky, who is spot on every time, uh, and he uh, he was having a little bit of trouble adjusting to me at first, but by the end of it, it worked out really well. I mean. The last scene, which unfortunately they had the camera pointing in the wrong direction, uh, where we're skipping hand in hand up the street. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were actually buddies by then. <laughs> you guys have good chemistry on screen. Yeah. We're lucky. Uh, Jim, when Jim was casting it, I think, well... And, and again, it comes back to Jim because he's the one who picked us and put us where we were. He's a, a really good judge of character and people, I think. Well, and you guys had to get to know each other quickly because I swear for half the movie, the three leads, the three of you guys aren't wearing any clothes for the most part. Well, that's what it looks like in the film, but a lot of times we were, well, we did most of the, the clothing part first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the hardest scene for me was the the disco scene, um, and that's mainly because they were using smoke, and I really have a lot of trouble with that because I, uh, you know, I've been smoking for sixty years and I've led a a lethargic lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> that is uh, that you know gets you to the point where after melting your sinuses, you can't be around that kind of smoke for too long. Yeah. <laughs> but we made it. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Well, it's my pleasure. And thank you for, uh, for being interested. Sure. I, uh, I appreciate it.